Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today we're kicking off a new week all about nutrition. We've had a lot of our members in our UMS online coaching group ask about nutrition for building muscle and losing fat. And today we're going deep into it, getting started with what the best diet is for your goals. Welcome to the show. In case we haven't met, my name is Rad Burmeister. I'm one of the founders of Unity Gym, and I'm joined by Richard Lellis, my business partner, buddy, and uh, old-time mate. How are you, Richie? I'm good, Rad. Thank you, thank you. Yanni's away this week, but I'm here to replace him. Hopefully, I'll do a good job. Yeah, I hope so too. (laughs) In case we haven't met, if this is your first rodeo with us, we are Unity Gym and the founders of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we turn driven people into athletes. If you want to know how we do that, grab one of our downloads, the Nutrition Blueprint, the Strength Blueprint, or the flexibility blueprint there's a link in the description of this video or this podcast and jump on over to our facebook group ums movement mastermind where you can uh watch these shows live ask questions and get your questions answered by us we record these podcasts live in that group and as always you can grab if you want to dive deep into what we do You can grab a month of free online coaching joining our UMS online coaching group, which balances strength, flexibility, and fitness, teaches you how to make customized workouts, teaches calisthenics and weightlifting. It's an amazing program. So uh, there's a link in the description of this video or podcast uh, for you to to grab that. And this show, today's show, is brought to you by our at-home workouts, our incredibly popular four-phase program that we released for lockdown when the world went into lockdown in 2020. It's gotten thousands of people incredible results, including myself. I put on seven kilos of muscle in 12 weeks. I lost fat. There's before and after pictures of me doing it. You can see it for yourself. And uh, right now you can grab those programs at an insanely discounted price. That offer is going to end on uh, Tuesday, the 16th of March, 2021. So I hope you're listening uh, where you can get that. Now, today we're talking about nutrition. We're talking about what the best diet is for you and your goals. And um, yeah, this is, a, this is a really good one because the, you know we're, we're gonna be doing a week on nutrition. So we're gonna be talking all about uh, you know protein for muscle building, about time-restricted eating for fat loss, a, a whole lot of things. But today it is all about establishing body composition goals and why you need to be clear on what they are. And Richie uh, had some really good insights into this. So, so Richie, why don't you um, kickstart us here? So before you get down the rabbit hole of how much protein you should be having, how many calories you should be eating, you first have to establish what you want to get out of um, your, your nutrition. Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to build muscle? Um, because you're going to target your eating a little bit differently depending on those goals um and what your restrictions are with you know um uh your your foods do you have any allergies do you have any um intolerances um do you want to go down the vegan path um for ethical reasons um there's a lot of different things that you have to sort of navigate before you just start you know eating food and you know uh, copying other people so first you have to be clear of what your why is um yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, nutrition is a is a hard thing to get right in the health hierarchy of needs. We put motivation and daily exercise before that. So the health hierarchy goes uh, starts with motivation. You got to you know have a really strong why as to why you're doing it. Second step is daily habit of exercise. Third step is nutrition. 
fourth step is physique, is getting the optimal physique, and then the fifth step is movement mastery. And the reason why we do that is, honestly, it's just because um, motivation and uh, daily habit of exercise are lower hanging fruits than nutrition. Nutrition's a hard thing to get right, it's an easy thing to get wrong. So, it's really, really important that you understand why you're doing it, what your goals are, and what your reasons for doing it are. Because quite often, people's reasons for wanting to you know, lose weight or change their body composition, build muscle, whatever it is, they're not strong enough, and they're not stronger than their reasons for wanting to um, you know, eat tasty food that's really crap for your body. And, and if you think about it, if your reasons for wanting to you know, lose fat or build muscle or get a great physique, however you want to describe it, if they're not stronger than your desire to want to eat crap, then you're not going to get there. It's just not going to happen. And it's a really hard thing to overcome because you know wanting to eat the kinds of foods that you want to eat is something that is just so ingrained in us. You know, we eat every day, most people do anyway, and we, um, you know, it's, it, there's some really strong habits there to break, really, really strong habits. So, yeah, kickstarting by, you know, understanding what your goals are and, and why they're important to you uh, is really important. Um, what are your goals around nutrition and around physique? Richie, what do you, why don't you share with us? So my goals around physique um, and performance is quite simple, to put on as much muscle as I can before I hit the dreaded age of 50 when things start to go a little bit backwards in terms of lean muscle mass. Um, so for me, optimizing um, my protein intake, uh, the way that I uh, lift weights, um, is going to heavily impact me later on in life. So right now I am um, adjusting how I eat to best suit that. So that means getting my protein intake, my timings of my protein, how much I'm eating as well, because calories matter a lot. Uh, if you're not eating enough, it's going to really make putting on muscle hard. Yep. Um, but, you know, all that said, I, I'm trying to do it in a healthy way. So I'm not trying to go down that avenue of um, like a bodybuilder would where I'm eating ridiculous amounts. You know, I, I want to also um, do it in a way that is sustainable as well. Um, that's another big thing about diet that people have to realize is um, adjusting the way that you, you eat. Yeah, there has to be a lot of dis discipline in it, but there also has to be a, a level of um, sustainability. Like yep. you can't go down that um, hole of um, intensity and, and then just fall off the train in a week or so's time because um, the regime's too difficult. You have to almost progressively adjust the way you eat and, until you find that there's something that you can sustain for a while. Yep. I think that's a really important point because m my goals are very similar to yours. I just want to build as much muscle as I can whilst really enjoying my training and yep. doing it in a way that's that's sustainable. So, you know, you and I, we both follow the UMS. We both have this balance of strength, flexibility, and fitness, and we both, you know, follow our program split. But but our training sessions look different, you know. When, when you and I are out there training together, we're both training differently because we both just have different passions, you know. I'm a bit more into calisthenics than you are. You're a bit more into traditional weightlifting than I am, but there's, there's a crossover there, obviously. And that's the beauty of the UMS, right? And it's the beauty of training. You should find something that inspires you and makes you want to do it. You don't train like somebody else um, if, that, if you don't enjoy that. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, behind 
the reasons why both of us train, we're both trying to build muscle. We're both looking at building as much muscle as we can in, uh-huh. a, in a safe and healthy way. And it's, um, you know, I've gone for periods of time where I've gone down the bodybuilding type route, not being a bodybuilder, but I've gone, okay, for the next three months, I'm really going to focus on building as much muscle as I can. And I'm going to do the, the full on, you know, crazy amount of calories and, and protein and things like that. And I've put on, I'm a mesomorph, so I've put on, you know, I, I've, I, I put on seven kilos of muscle in 12 weeks when I did those at-home workouts. Because jealous. I, sorry? I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah, because you're an ectomorph. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's harder for you. But I, um, you know, I just said to myself when I was doing those at-home workouts, I realized how, how uh, you know, tough the training was and how I was on camera every day. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I may as well eat in a way that's going to, you know, you know, give me the, 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 the muscle building for the work that I'm putting in. So that's all it was for me. But I wouldn't want to live like that forever. I wouldn't want to be eating that amount of food forever. And I've found personally for me that um, I like to, my sweet spot is two meals a day. And that doesn't mean I won't eat three meals a day. And mm-hmm. it certainly doesn't mean that I won't snack. I love snacking. Yep. But I've found that if I eat two meals a day, then I can eat virtually as much as I want in those two meals. Yeah, yeah. And I can just, I don't need to think about, oh, I've eaten enough there. You know, I'm going to put on weight if I don't do this. I can snack when I want to. And I can afford to have um, cheat meals on the weekend or have some chocolate or have some ice cream here and there if I want to. Um, and it never causes me to put on that much fat with the amount of training that I do. Now, there's a lot that's gone into that for me. There's at least a decade of research into into nutrition and what works for my body. You know, you and I started going down that rabbit hole in 2010. It's 2021 now. And I'd yep. already experimented with it a little bit before I met you. But Richard and I moved into a house together in 2010 that was when we got back from East Timor in the yeah, army. Yeah, yeah, just wasn't after it? deployment. Yeah, that was it. Was in like uh, April. Yeah, 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 yeah. So 2010, and 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 you know, Richard was only 20 years old back then, and he he didn't really know anything about nutrition. And I said to him that I was, if he wanted to, that we could shop together and cook together, and that was how he started learning. And and we we did paleo diet together for for about two years or so. And so, but the the, the my point is that that I've Richard and I have both experimented with so much when it comes to nutrition, like experimenting with different uh, meals, different um, frequency of meals, like how many meals we eat in a day, different meal timings. I did about two and a half years of time-restricted eating, of of quite um, strict time-restricted eating, meaning that it was a 16-8 window minimum, five days a week. Um, And it's led me to a place where I am now where I will often do time-restricted eating because I only do two meals a day. Um, I've, I've untethered myself from that need for food where I can go, um, you know, I can easily not eat until lunchtime, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock, and I'll be fine with it. But what I normally do is I'll eat, I'll eat my first meal at about 11 a.m., which is about 16 hours after I ate my last meal. Yep. I'll eat my last meal at about 6 p.m. or so. Um, but I usually have two protein shakes before that in the morning because... I yeah. want to optimize uh, muscle building. I want to optimize um, muscle protein synthesis. What What does your day look like for um, for eating, Richie? Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, like intermittent fasting is a great way to help lose weight. So um, because obviously you're, you're you're not eating for a great period of that time of the day, 
you're, you're almost taking out that amount of calories that you would eat for breakfast. So yeah, you do have to make that up in the other meals, which makes it even more difficult to maintain weight or to put muscle on. So um, my, my, my day actually looks quite a little bit different. I actually do still eat that first meal of the day breakfast in the morning because I've found that my daily routine is a little bit harder to schedule my meals so that I can eat. Mm. So with work and everything, this is why I say that um, you have to sort of understand what your why is with your goal. Because if my if my goal was to put muscle on and I was to eat like rad, but I wasn't keeping my calories up in those two meals, then I would lose weight. I'd go mm. backwards with mm. my, and I'd find it even more difficult to put muscle on because I'm not eating enough calories. Yeah. Um, so for me to get that amount of calories in, I, I'll need to eat that meal, that first meal in the day, breakfast. Yep. Um, and then, you know, I really only have the three main meals. I have the breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, but in between, I've got, you know, my, my protein, um, powder, my smoothies, yep. things to keep my calories up. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's what my day sort of looks like. Traditional yep. three meals, but in between, I might have the protein snacks. Yep. yep. And you know, the real, the the big message between what both of us have said is that it's um, we've both found what works for us and what's sustainable. Yeah. And I think this is where people really go wrong with this when we, you know, when we bring this back to the topic of the show, you know, establishing your body composition goals um, and why you need to be clear on them is that, you know, often people, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really easy to get started on anything, but it's hard to follow through. Like anybody that's tried to quit smoking that struggles, you know, you can quit. Like <laughs> I love this saying, um, quitting smoking is easy. I do it every year. You know, like it's easy to quit. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to stay quitted, um, <laughs> you know, and it's the same thing with, with nutrition. It's it's actually not as hard as what people think to, to do a diet. It's hard to stay on it. Yeah. It's hard to stay consistent with something. So, you know, a lot of people might have an experience out there where they dieted for 30 days and they just got in such good shape. Like in 30 days, if you go on a strict diet, um, diet change, like for example, if you just completely eliminated sugar and alcohol, uh, refined sugar uh, and alcohol or processed foods, which I've done several times, then I just lean up so dramatically, so quickly. Yeah. But that's a that's a hard thing to maintain forever. It is a, yeah. um, I've tried um, several times completely removing refined sugar from, from my diet. And I find, I do find that it's a challenge to do. Other people don't. I've got friends, you know, friends like Aaron McKenzie, who's probably been off refined sugar for the better part of two decades now, um, you know. And, yeah. but he did a post the other day where he talked about the way that he ate and he said, you know, if you don't mind answering three hours of in-depth um, psychoanalytical questions every time you sit down for dinner with someone, then the <laughs> way that I eat is a really is a really good way. But if you're not, if you don't want to get the third degree every time you go out to a dinner with someone, then don't do what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, which is funny because I can only I never even thought of that. But even the way that we eat, I get enough questions about it. You know, yeah. and some people really challenge you. Some people want to try and prove for whatever reason that the way that we're eating isn't the right way to do things. Like the funniest argument that I get from people is people say, oh, well, that's not living, you know, that's you, how, how can you enjoy life like that? But this is the same person that's 20 or 30 kilos overweight. Nutrition is like a religion now. It's, yeah, it is. It's a very soft spot for some people. And, you know, 
when you first introduced the paleo diet to me when we started living together, um, I really bought into that paleo diet. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I started living like that for a couple of years. Um, and, you know, the paleo diet is based around good theory and everything. But again, like the science and everything behind that is still very, very limited. And there's not a great deal of evidence that supports it um, for everybody. Yep. Um, so when I started to learn a bit more about nutrition, I realized that uh, even though it's a, it's a nice um, diet to follow and it has good principles, like it's definitely not for everyone. And I found out it, it wasn't for me in the end. Like it has um, a little bit too much restriction in terms of what you can eat. Yep. And like when it comes to, down to the success of whether you're going to follow something, it has to be sustainable. It has to have good... Um, uh, steps and progressive measures to to get you into um, sticking with it. Otherwise, yeah, you're just going to fall off that wagon and all that hard work that you um, accrued over maybe a couple months, uh, it's just going to come undone. Yep. Um, so I, I like to think of nutrition a little bit like weights lifting. Like you, you gotta, if you're going to change the way that you eat, I, I think you should go about it in a progressive manner and with increments. You don't go full on cold turkey. Um, straight into it like some people some people find that is easy to do like some people quit smoking cold turkey some people get onto diets no problem and they can just um, change everything about their lifestyle and stick with it but that's like the one percenters that's like the very few people that are very motivated very dedicated that have good education but backing them um, and have read a lot and studied Um, those are the individuals that make it work but I find that you know, even the studies show that most people fall off that wagon because they just go too hard into it. They yo-yo diet. Yep. Too much of restriction in calories, too much of a lifestyle change. Um, yeah. I find personally that um, going going hard at something is easier for me. Like if, if you go all in, Yanni has even spoken about that there's um, some of the research that he's read around diet, dieting is that the people that really go the all or nothing approach, at least at the start, have a, a greater adherence to a diet than people that don't. Yeah. So I think there's there's weight in that. I, certainly for me, it's the only way I've been able to make it work. I find that if you just say, all right, I'm just changing everything. I'm going now and you, and you go into a shop and you, you, know, you, you, you do it all totally differently than what you normally do, then that really um, helps to kickstart you and get you in the right, um, the right frame of mind. And um, yeah, this is, the, the, oh man, it's, it's just such an, it's, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because we, we talk about the health hierarchy of needs and the way that you, Yanni and I have, have just dialed in these first steps so easily, you know, the, motivation, the daily habit of exercise and the nutrition. And um, people make people make jokes about um, sometimes, like especially like some, a couple of people said it to me, we had a party on the weekend, a Unity Gym party, um, and it was at one of our members' houses with a pool, so everybody was swimming and a couple of people were making jokes about how, what yours, Yanni, and my physique um, looked like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's because we've got these things so dialed in that we don't have to think about it anymore like i don't have to think about it it's like when we went for the catering for the for the food on the weekend like the first thing that i think of straight away is okay well what catering can we get that i'm going to eat and feel really good about 
eating as much of it as I wanted. So we just went to Charcoal Charlie's, which is a local chicken shop chain over here that does really good salads and really nice, um, you know, grilled chickens. Yeah. So we just got a whole bunch of grilled chickens and salads. And I know that when I look at that food, um, I can just eat as much of that as I want, fill myself up, and I'm going to be eating food that's good for me. The, the worst thing that it's got is a, you know, a couple of things on maybe the seasoning or the salad dressing, you know. But besides that, it was all just vegetables chopped up and and some grilled chicken. You yeah, know? protein and veggies really. Yeah, the only real f- like um, carbs or fats in there were yeah the additives that they sort of put on the salad, you know. Yeah, and that was pretty minor compared to everything else. Yeah, yeah, oh, great food, huh? And it and it um. And it all comes back to having, you know, being clear on what it is that you want to do and why you want to do it. And really, um, you know, really being honest with yourself, you know, really, really being true with yourself. And I'm going to, Vinny, I'm going to answer your question in a sec. But, um, you know, one of the things that um, that we want to talk about um, this week as well is really the common mistakes that people make with their nutrition. And I think getting getting a good physique getting building muscle losing fat getting in great shape it's more to do with it's not what you're willing to do it's what you're willing to give up and unfortunately most people aren't willing to give up the things that are causing them to be overweight or be in the body that they don't desire they're willing to do the things that they need to do like they're willing to get up and exercise and they're willing to um you know, eat, eat better food, but they're not willing to give up alcohol or they're not willing to give up the snacks after dinner or, or whatever it is. And it, it does require giving up a lot to get into that physique that you want. Like, I don't know what this was like for you because, Richard, you went through this whole transition during your 20s. For mm. me, I went through it in my 30s. And in my 30s, man, I could feel a change in the way that my body, um, you know, retained fat or put on fat you know versus what it was like in my 20s so i had to i had to go through a lot and the biggest thing for me to give up was alcohol alcohol is in my opinion the catalyst for the majority of of uh of what really stuffs up your physique because not only does alcohol put all these extra calories in your body um you know it makes it harder for you to metabolize fat but it also um, your body will prioritize using the alcohol as energy rather than fat or carbohydrate, which ends up being the overflow sort of energy that gets stored in your fat cells. Yep. And it also, on top of all of that, on top of all of the reasons why alcohol itself causes you to put on weight, um, it, it also causes you to eat shit food. Like, I would never go and get like some greasy takeaway at 11 o'clock at night, but... If I'm out with friends, and I haven't done this for so long, but in the past, if I've been drinking and I'm on my way home, man, it's, it's, I'm guaranteed to do it. You know, guaranteed I'm going to find a kebab shop or a Hungry Jack's or something and get a feed before I go home because otherwise you feel sick before you go to bed, you know? Yeah. So that, that, like what you just said then in um, the past couple of minutes is kind of why I, I think the progressive approach to adjusting your diet is really important because when you're when you're confronted with all this sacrifice that you have to make in adjustment then it's it's so much harder to stick to but if you can you know say take the carbs out of your diet first or reduce them and then once you start getting used to that then you can start tackling maybe 
the alcohol, or maybe it should be the other way around. Really, maybe it should be reducing alcohol next to next to nothing before you tackle the carbohydrate. Because once you start taking out all these things that you enjoy about your nutrition to to get this result, then it becomes a whole lot more mentally uh, challenging to to jump over. Yeah, I went through a really big shift through my thirties towards my forties, and it's even. You know, I'm I'm 42 now. It's it's something that's only be, been able to be easy for me to do in the last, um, really, the last six months. Because for the last two years, I gave up drinking completely, not a single drop from January until May. But then in May, there's all these events like my wedding, now my wedding anniversary, my birthday, my wife's birthday, and those have been the catalyst for me to say I'm just going to have another couple of drinks, and then it all just creeps back in. But what I've what I've had to do is go through a real like challenge my values and, and, and figure out why it is that I didn't want to drink. And and the only the only reason I was able to do it is that I've got physical goals that are all around being strong, flexible and fit. They're all to do with calisthenics and movements movement type stuff. Things like, you know, handstands and acrobatics and, you know, gymnastics rings things. So these are my goals. And I know that if I'm if I don't if I'm not really really strong, injury free, and of a good body composition, that I can't do them. But then I also love eating burgers and pizza and chocolate yeah, and ice cream <laughs> and drinking alcohol with my friend. Like I love doing all that stuff. Yeah. So it's been this constant battle. But what I had to do was I had to challenge myself and say, what is more important to me when I'm fifty? 60, whatever it is, am I going to feel better in my, or even if I forget that, because that's, for me, that's um, eight years away before I'm 50. But if I think in a year from now, if I haven't achieved my goals or at least gotten a hell of a lot closer to them, will I be happy sitting back going, uh, I probably could have achieved them if I didn't drink all that alcohol and enjoy those pizzas and burgers on the weekend. But you know what? I got to eat the pizza and drink alcohol and have fun. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with the last year. Would that make me happy or would I be happier the other way? And the answer for me personally is just so clear. Yeah. It doesn't make me happy to look back on my time, not achieve my physical goals, not be in the body that I want to be in, but having you know enjoyed that hedonistic sort of lifestyle. Yeah. So once I made that decision and once I got clear on that why, getting rid of the alcohol, changing my diet became a much easier thing to do. Mm. So, and I challenge everybody that's listening to this show to, to, to do that yourself. If you haven't done that, um, then sticking to your diet to try and get, achieve your, you know, body composition goals is going to be very, very hard. Yeah. Should now, we answer Vinny's question? Yeah, yeah, let's answer it. So Vinny has said, would you consider using protein shakes to be in the same category as other supplements in the sense that if you're not eating right, then fish oil, magnesium, and other vitamin supplements are a waste of time. I try to eat good protein sources, tuna, hamburger, and others, as well as at least one protein shake per day, usually right after the morning workout. No, I wouldn't consider those to be in the same category. Um, I would consider protein shakes to be the first thing that anybody considers supplementing if, if you are going to the gym and lifting weights or doing resistance training. It has such a massive impact on um, building muscle that I, I absolutely um, 
think that that is the first point of call. Everything else that you've said there, I do myself. I have fish oil, I have magnesium, and I have other vitamin supplements. Personally, I take uh, protein shakes, uh, fish oil, magnesium, vitamin C, zinc. Is there anything else? I'm pretty sure that's all I take. And I take those because those are supplements that have a lot of good um, research behind them as to why you would take them. Um, some of them are to help increase testosterone levels. Sometimes I take vitamin D as well in winter. Um, they help increase or keep your testosterone levels higher. And also there's other health reasons to do it. Um, so yeah, and then, you know, I think the, I think the other um, thing that you've said here, uh, what have you said? Uh, what you've said here is, um, should you be having this if you're not eating right? I think what's really important there, um, Vinny, is to highlight that supplements are something that you shouldn't be wasting your money on if you're not eating right already. Like, honest to God, ex except for protein. Like, honestly, you can be eating shit and there's still a reason to take protein for it. Yeah, but, yeah. If, but, you know, because even if you're not eating good food, getting calories, trying to build muscle, having a protein shake is still going to help you with those goals. But all the other stuff, like... Don't even bother with it if you're not um, if you're not looking at your nutrition and, and eating healthy. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree. Also, Vinny, don't uh, take what I said about the dreaded over fifty range as uh, a negative. I um, <laughs> I uh, I definitely didn't mean anything too uh, too much about that. I just um, I just meant that once you hit a certain age, um, adding protein and muscle is a lot more difficult than when you're in your twenties. You know, yep. when you're twenty, you're Which basically primed well. to building muscle. As you age, it's a little bit more difficult. You have to have more protein. You have to keep stimulating muscle through exercise. To it just makes it a little bit harder. You know, yep. Um, yep. you can definitely put muscle on though in your fifties. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Vinny's saying, additionally, I guess my question should be framed around the context of um, in the dreaded over 50 range. Yeah. Yeah. Look, man, I mean, uh, I'm, I think I think um, it's at 55 um, that the research shows that your protein requirements actually double um, from 55 for, for teenagers and um, people over 55. Um, teenagers have a higher protein requirement um, because for obvious reasons they're growing. Um, over 55, it is that you don't absorb as much protein from your nutrients as well and you need more of it. So the protein requirements actually increase um, over 55, uh, Vinny. Um, Stephen is saying if you have total calorie and protein targets, it's really hard to have much, if any, crap food. Uh, it's not evil, it just doesn't fit. Yeah, that's right, man. And this is the thing, you know, it's, it's just... Um, it's, it's, it's not that we're preaching to you and saying this is the only way. We're not doing that at all. We're, what we're trying to say here is you need to be clear on what your physique goals are and why and how diet and nutrition fits into that. You need to be very, very clear on it because if you're not clear on it, it can be a really frustrating journey. And some people might be listening to this and thinking, well, you know what? My values are I enjoy my social life more uh, and going out and drinking with friends and going to dinners and things like that, then I do doing all this stuff. Well, that's you. You do you, and I'm not going to argue that with you. It's just that professionally, I deal with people that feel that they need help the other way. And we deal with that all the time. We deal with people coming to us saying, I really want to get in better shape. What do I have to do? So that's my world. You know, that's my, Yanni, Richard, and my world. We, we deal with this stuff all the time. 
Um, Vinny's saying the financial struggle is real, especially here in the US. Eating right can be very expensive. Yeah, man. Look, that, that's true. But you know what, Vinny? I don't know what it's like in the US, but in Australia, you can learn to make good, to eat healthy um, on a budget. Um, yep. For example, for example, mincemeat in Australia is significantly cheaper than steaks, but it is nutritionally much of a muchness. It's a, you know, you're still eating beef, you're just eating ground beef, um, and it's it's very nutritional for you. And If for you that, want to get organic everything, then yeah, it, then it yeah, is very gonna... expensive. Like organic meat is pretty expensive. But there's certain things you don't, I would say, are debatable whether you really need to have yep. them to be organic or not, you know? Yeah. Um, you just got to choose your battles. What's more important to you? Um, the quality over, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, like often Vinny, and everybody's different, right? You know, I don't know what everybody's budget is, but often um, a lot of people will say, look, it's too expensive for me to eat food. But that same person, you'll look at what they spend on takeaway coffees and um, snacks and, you know, alcohol or whatever. Um, and you think, well, if you remove that and started and put that towards good food, you'd be totally fine. You know, often it might only be the difference of an extra 50 or 60 bucks that you need in your budget every week. Anyway, we're going to go, guys. That's it for today. We're going to go and jump into our UMS online coaching group where we're going to be providing specific coaching. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, uh, go and grab those at-home workouts. You've only got another uh, day to get them at a great rate and um, see what the what all the fuss is, why they get so many five-star Google reviews. Thanks everyone, have a great day, see you soon. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're gonna have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's gonna get you there, it's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.